watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. Watching and waiting. That's Bill and I were talking about that earlier. I mentioned it in Bible study. This world is not my home. I'm ready to go home to where I belong now. Sorrow and the world overwhelms me. But I know my Lord has got it all worked out for my good. So as long as you'll have me here, what am I going to do about it anyway? Not that I really want to do anything about it. I may be sorrowful about what's going on in the world, but I know my Lord has it all worked out. We read in 1 Peter 4, 7. You don't need to turn there. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. And watch unto prayer. Turn over, turn it into your Bibles, if you would, to the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah 55. Our Lord speaks to his sheep through the preaching of his gospel. Whether they've been sheep for a long time or whether they've just been born a sheep today. You know what I mean by that? You're a sheep for a while, you know what I'm talking about. The Lord calls us out of darkness takes up residence in the tabernacle of this flesh that stands before you. Tabernacle made, not made with hands. And he continues to feed his sheep throughout the days that we walk this earth with the same message that he calls his sheep out of that darkness with. He feeds his sheep with his grace. All the prophets of God bring one message to a dying world. The end is near for all. And is it not for you and I as well? If you leave this world today, is it not the end of all things for you? I encourage you. If you know the Lord, be sober. You've never heard of who the Lord is. Be sober. This day and seek the Lord while he may be found. In Isaiah 55, we read beginning at verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Sounds like a call to me, doesn't it? Doesn't it to you? Call everyone that thirsteth. Come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me. 
and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for you. I have, behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander of the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee, because the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, saith the Lord, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Sounds like a call, doesn't it? A calling. You who thirst, come to the waters. Even if you don't have any money, come to the waters. But you know, our Lord never turned down one who cried out for mercy to him. Not once in scripture will you find the Lord saying, nope, none for you. He did delay a woman, but after declaring herself to be the dog that she was, he gave to her food. My title this morning is Seek Ye the Lord. Now, I know, John, I've been seeking the Lord for 35 years. You're still on this earth. Still need to see. We were talking about this in Bible study this morning. We get to a point where do we fall into that trap? Do we allow ourselves to get cuddled into that comfort? We know the Lord, we don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to remember what's what it is that we are to do, what the Lord's word tells us to do. And I ask this question, if we don't need to be reminded of things of scripture, of spiritual things, then why do we come to the table of remembrance? We need to be reminded all the time. Seek ye the Lord while he is near, right now. And this is a message that God uses to go out to someone who may have never heard of who he is. They may have never heard that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Oh, they may have heard of some Jesus. They may have heard about a Jesus who's waiting for them to do something 
to be a part of their lives, but they had never heard the true Jesus who doesn't wait for anybody, who does as he pleases, who sits on his throne this very moment, working everything out according to his own counsel. They may have never heard of the Jesus of Scripture who has all power in heaven and earth. I like hearing that all the time. It reminds me. It's a reminder to this weak flesh that flounders around in the world around us. I know the ruler. He's in charge of everything. Every speck of dust is his to put where he wants. How many people go into out into the world and they, 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 they go out thinking, okay, I've decided to let God into my life. I've made a decision. Now I can go about my way. I've had several conversations with folks lately who have come from the Catholicism church, the Catholic church. They were raised under the Catholic religion or whatever. Well, a good friend of mine, he said this. He said this. He goes, I would take my own life right now because he's lost a leg and he feels depressed and he's pretty destitute. Except for I'm a Catholic and I couldn't get into heaven. Catholics believe that you can't kill yourself. You can't take your own life. But that's too big of a sin for God to forgive. Okay, I've decided to give my life to something, and now it's okay. I can go out and do whatever I want my way. All I got to do is go over and tell that little guy in the box what I did wrong. He'll give me some pinches to do, some little beads to play with, and I'll be okay. That's not the Jesus of Scripture. The Jesus of Scripture comes to those who will not come to him at all. Those who run from him. That's right, us, Rick, absolutely. Those of us who ran from him and would not have come to him unless he had arrested us first. That's the Jesus of Scripture. This is the message that saves God's children and feeds them, keeps them. We are kept by his power. This is his power, not this book, not these letters that are on this book, but who it is that this book is about. About our Savior. They go about going to church twice a week. Yeah, I go to church twice a week. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all bad people the rest of the time. Many, many. My grandmother was a, just a beautiful lady, as far as I know. She's the sweetest thing it could be. When she wasn't in church, she was still just as sweet as could be. It was all about going to that church twice a week for her. I go to church twice a week. I pray at the start of my meals and before I go to sleep. But for the most part, for the most part, I just go about my day doing whatever it is I do on an old basis. To a hell-deserving sinner. God help us. God help us. 
not let not to let that be enough. God help us to seek our Lord and Savior every moment we're awake. But let's not stop there. If you ever laid in bed at night thinking, kind of in and out of sleep, I spent a whole night last night thinking, doing that very thing. Oh, how often my Lord brought me to say, Father, help me. Help me put this aside tonight so I can rest. Lord, help us. Help you and I. Help his people. It's like the, the man whose son was afflicted. And the Lord, he went to the Lord for help. And the Lord said, if you can believe, all things are possible. He says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me, Lord, to seek after you in all things. Look over to Jeremiah chapter 29 for just a moment. Jeremiah 29. In Jeremiah 29, verses 14 and 15, we, we see these words, and I will be found. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place which I have caused you to be carried away captive, because ye have said, the Lord hath raised us up prophets in Babylon. I didn't read the right one, did I? 14 or 15, yeah, I did. Okay. But notice what it said there. In verse 14, when ye shall seek me with your whole heart. Am I in the right chapter? Wait a minute. It was supposed to be 13 and 14. See, I tell you, I was up all night. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm so sorry. It was supposed to be 13 and 14, not 14 and 15. So let's read that again. Let's, let's go at that again, shall we? Jeremiah chapter 29, 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into a place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Now notice that it says there in verse 13, when ye shall seek me with your whole heart. What did I say a moment ago? That Christian, that religious person who goes about going to church for two hours a week. Then they spend the rest of the week doing whatever they think they should be doing. Not seeking the Lord in any bit of it. Folks, I'm preaching to myself here. I'm just as guilty of this as anybody is. Lord, help me. Lord, help us. Lord, keep us. You know, that's what troubles and trials are for. You get deep in a trial. You get deep in a trouble, where are you going to turn? 
There ain't no place to turn but to him. Chastened by the Lord is to bring a trial into our life. Paul gloried in the trials that came his way. Why? Because they drive us to our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Imagine what it would be like if we were still walking in the shoes that we once walked in in darkness. We wouldn't be looking to the Lord in those trials. Would we be cursing? Oh, I'm so unlucky. How unlucky am I? I've tripped and stumbled my toe three times in one day. Or you can put anything in there as an example as you want. Am I seeking with my whole heart? Or do I only seek him when I need him? It kind of, kind of sounds like I only need him part of the time, doesn't it? Have you been brought to need him every hour? Do you need him in times of plenty as you do in times of famine? Do you need him in times of joy as you do in times of sorrow? I ask a question. Is it not true that what people really, really want, they'll go after? Think about back to where you were getting out of high school, getting ready to move out into the world. Did you not have a dream of what you really wanted? Not all of us go after that dream, but some of us go after it pretty hard, don't we? A doctor goes after it so hard. Somebody who wants to be a doctor so bad, they spend eight years in college. I barely made it to three years of high school. Eight years of college, you got to really want to be a doctor to spend that much time in college or anything else that you want to go after. Think about it. You want something? I, I'll tell you what. I went to an Amway meeting one time and they had me pumped up so bad that I was going to have a Cadillac no matter what. I went out looking for a Cadillac. I found one for $300. It was mine. It wasn't a very good Cadillac. But you see what I'm trying to tell you? When we want something, we're going to go after it, don't we? How many of you, Mike, how long have you surely been married? 50 years, 50 something years? 60 in June. 60 in June? Wow. Kathy and I have been married for 43, I better get this right, 43 years, 44 years. Ah, I knew it. Told you about memory. You get to be my age, you'll understand about the miracle. When I found out that she had a liking for me, I went after her. I went after her every way I could. Tried to dazzle her with, you know, as I said, try. Dazzle her with me, with the things I had. I wanted Kathy to be my girlfriend. I wanted to be with her. I went after her. Are you getting the picture of what we're point painting here? You want Christ? You want the true and living God? Get after it. Get after it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
What I'm saying is this, that if a person really desires to know the living God, if you really do and you're serious about this thing in knowing the living God, in knowing true faith, then you will seek the Lord just as you seek the things you want in this world. David, get out of bed. Lord, I need you. I need you now. I'm waking up. I haven't even got out of bed yet, but I know I'm going to mess up in about two seconds when I do. Lord, I need you now. You're serious. You'll want to enjoy his presence. You'll want to rent. You want to see the riches of his grace. You'll want the riches of his favor. Think about this for a moment. Mary found favor in the Lord. She didn't find favor in anything of the world. She found favor where? In the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He didn't find it in any of those around. Everybody around him was mocking him for building this big box thing, saying it's going to rain. What is rain? We don't even know what rain is. Do you really want the Lord's favor? Do you want his forgiveness? Do you want his mercy? Do you? Well, if you do, you'll seek him. You'll seek it. You'll look for it. You'll seek the Lord just as you seek these other things. The women, the, there was a woman who had an issue of blood. She wanted the Lord's mercy, didn't she? She had gone and spent all of her money trying to get all the doctors to, to help her get rid of this issue of blood. She had no way of getting rid of it. She sought the Lord. She sought him after his healing grace. She was dying and had been with this disease for 12 years. She had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, and she'd heard about a man named Jesus. You talk about somebody who has a desire. What was her desire? to be healed, and she knew that this man could do it. So she sought after him so much so that she crawled under the feet of everyone so that no one would see her so that she could just touch the hem of his gown, of his garment. That's seeking after Christ. I know, I know what I am sinner. I'm seeking my Lord because I need grace. I need salvation. Not just once and then get by the rest of the week, but I need it every moment. Do you? Are you okay most of the time? You only need the Lord once in a while. She was made whole when she sought the Lord. Our great God never turned anyone away who sought his mercy. Do you remember blind Bartimaeus? He was by the wayside, wasn't he? Think about that. Picture that for just a moment. Back in those days, they didn't have welfare and, and uh, social security that people could live on when they were blind. The only way they could make their way is to sit out on the creek, street corner somewhere and hopefully somebody would be generous to them. And here this blind man who's been blind all of his life is sitting there and he hears again about this one Jesus. This one who can save, who has the power. 
Not one who is sitting there waiting for you to do something so that he can do something for you, but the one who can do it for you. And he hears the wonderful news that this Jesus is coming by. And he starts crying out, Jesus, have mercy upon me. Oh, calm down. Calm down over there. No, Jesus, have mercy on me. I need you. He sought after Christ. What about the Ethiopian eunuch? You remember his story about him? He got in a chariot and he took his band with him and he went up into Jerusalem. Why? Because he sought the Lord. He was seeking Christ. And as he was going back to Ethiopia after being in Jerusalem, worshiping, he's sitting by the wayside in his chariot, reading scriptures, seeking the Lord, and the Lord sends him a pastor, a preacher, to, to preach to him about Jesus. Cornelius in his house, Peter, was sent to preach because his house desired to hear about the Lord. What our Lord is saying to you and I is that if we seek him, we will find him. When we search for him with all of our heart, he says, I will be found of you. When you seek me with all your heart, I will turn away your captivity. The woman with the issue of blood was healed just like that. John Reeves was turned just like that one day sitting here listening to the gospel being preached I believe James could probably tell you the same thing and probably most of you also Bartimaeus was healed just like that. All of these folks truly sought after God. Our master said this. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye with all your heart, and all these things will be added unto you. What is it to seek the Lord? First of all, it is to discover that you have this truth revealed to you. That by birth, by your very nature and human wisdom, you cannot come to God. You cannot and you will not come to God. What is it to seek the Lord? Is it the first to have that revealed in your heart? I don't have the Lord. I don't have the one that that preacher standing up in the pulpit talking to me. I, I, I want that one. I want that one who is God. God in the flesh, I, I need him. All of a sudden, I see the truth of what my disease is. It's called sin. And it covers me from head to toe. I need a savior. In other words, we must have the revelation of what prompts a man to seek the Lord. Man cannot prompt himself. He may have a religion, but he doesn't have the knowledge of the true and living God. You might ask, well, how can a man be deeply religious and not know God? Saul of Tarsus didn't know God, didn't he? 
Was there anyone in scriptures more uh, religious than Saul of Tarsus? A man who had letters to go out and chase after and, and persecute the church? A man who was a Pharisee of Pharisees? Was he not religious? Absolutely. He counted all that religious knowledge as dumb. Nicodemus didn't know God. Cornelius didn't know God. No, the first thing about seeking the Lord is to be enlightened, to be taught that I do not have him and I do not know him. What is it to seek the Lord? The answer is that you have to really desire to know him. You will be, un, you will be unwilling to be satisfied with a substitute or anything less than the living God. I don't want that wannabe Jesus that's being preached about in most religions. I don't want any of those other religions that are depending upon me to do something because I know I'm a failure at all that stuff. I need the one who's done it all for me. I must have the living God. I can be satisfied with nothing short of him. I must have a fellowship with him. This is what Paul is saying in Philippians chapter 3. He says, oh, that I may win Christ and be found in him. Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. When the scriptures talk about seeking a kingdom, and his righteousness. Did you notice what it says? Seek, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know what that means? Jesus Christ is the kingdom of God. His righteousness is what we stand on, for we have no righteousness of our own. Our Lord says, you shall seek me and will find me when you search for me. That is what I'm talking about this morning. David said these words. He says, as a hungry, thirsty deer panteth for the water brooks, so panteth my soul for the living God. Does yours pant for the living God? Is this world, can you sing that song, this world is not my home? I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with the political stuff of this country anymore. I'm seriously thinking once again that I may not vote. I just may not bother with it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I want to go home and be with my Lord. I want to be with him all the time. I want to seek him when I get out of bed in the morning. It's not the kingdom. It's the... I got lost there again. I'm, I'm not seeking the kingdom. I'm seeking what it represents. I'm seeking the king. I already read that. In John chapter 17, verse 3, we read this. This is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You see, folks, salvation is not in the right doctrine. It's not, that, that is not salvation. That is not peace, and that is not rest. It is not in the right morality. It is not in the right ceremony. It is not in the right church. Salvation is a right relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ the Lord. 
Do you see what I'm saying here? It is Christ in you. That is the hope of glory. Paul said it this way, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb to reveal his son in me. Coming to the knowledge that Christ is his all in all. He's the one who puts himself there. That's seeking after God. The living God, the son of God, the redeemer is not a myth. He's not a historical character. He's not someone out of a book or even a far off mystery. Mysterious unknown quantity. He is my Lord. Look over First Timothy chapter three, if you would. First Timothy chapter three. Seeking the Lord is seeking ongoing, continual relationship with Him. Seeking to know more about Jesus. Seeking a continual knowledge of who he is. A knowledge of what he has done. A knowledge for whom he did it for. A knowledge of where he is right now. Look at verse 16 of Timothy chapter 3. And without controversy. That means there's no, there's no argument about it. There's no debate about without controversy great is the mystery of godliness how can i explain that god became a man i can't how can something so perfect someone so holy humble himself and become flesh god did it how can he be in the flesh and still be in heaven God did. How can I explain who Jesus is? I can tell you by the scriptures, I and my father are one. In the beginning was the, uh, well, let me just read that so I get it right. Otherwise, I'm going to mess it up because my memory is just not working well this morning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Our Lord was so holy. He walked this earth perfectly. He did nothing wrong. Everything he did pleased the father and satisfied the father justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, those that God has loved from before the world was, believed on in the world, and then received up into glory. Where is he right now? Sitting on his throne, doing whatsoever he is pleased to do. Now through the Holy Spirit, our Lord lays down some terms for seeking him. Look over at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Paul declares them for us here in, in the 28th verse of chapter 20. He says, I have declared unto you from the house to house. And he's talking about two things that he declared. First one is repentance towards God. 
And second one is faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are God's terms. Those are the Lord's terms. You have to have repentance towards God and faith toward Jesus Christ. And both of those are a gift from God. Henry Mahan describes these two things for us. And I want to bring this for you before we close. He writes this, he says, what is repentance? Repentance has to do with the heart, attitude, and thoughts. God resisteth the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Henry writes, I face, this I face this in repentance. I am a sinner. All have sinned and come short of God's glory. I have no righteousness or goodness in this flesh. God is holy and just to condemn me. This is repentance, folks. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee. So, writes Henry, in my hands, no price I bring. I come looking to Christ. I come grieving over my sins, mourning over my sins, weeping over my sins, and confessing my sins before him. I come empty-handed. I come with a real sorrow for sin. I come seeking mercy, repenting of my evil thoughts against God. I am willing to be saved on God's terms. That's the problem with the world. They don't want to be God, saved on God's terms. They want something of their own to do. My aunt poked me in the chest and she said, don't you take my free will away. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't have that power. God says it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that willeth, but God that shall mercy. Henry says this, what is faith in Jesus Christ? It has to do with seeing in him, in Christ, all that God is, all that he requires, and all that redemption demands. It is seeing in Christ and seeing in me nothing but sin and unworthiness. It is seeing in Christ all that I need. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. Christ suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. God sent him forth to be propitiation through faith in his blood. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. He of God has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Those are all of God's terms, repentance towards God and faith in Jesus Christ. Are you willing to come to him on those terms? Henry says, I'll tell you this. Repentance and faith leaves all my religious traditions at the door. All those things that I may have depended on for what I thought was a salvation is left behind. Paul said it was all done. Repentance and faith leaves all my thoughts and my ways at the door also. And I come to God only in Christ on his terms alone. In Isaiah 55, 6, we read these words. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. 
Folks, today is the day of salvation. And salvation is there. Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Amen.